Welcome to the Ashley Surratt Show. Each week, we'll talk about topics that will help you perceive God's closeness, enjoy his approachability, and grow confident he's all up in your space in the best way. This show is for you if Christian lingo gives you the ick, your Bible reading isn't accompanied by a beautiful latte, or you wonder if you can participate in the faith if you don't fit in with the culture. I'm obsessed with making sure you know there's a place for you here. Welcome to the Ashley Surratt Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Ashley Surratt Show. Today's going to be a fun episode because it's my not-so-spiritual, but also my spiritual summer rhythms. Um, it has been in the triple digits pretty much every day since summer started here. I mean, I'm pulling up the forecast. Yep, it's looking like today's 102, 102 tomorrow, 102 the next day, 101, 101, 100, 100, 100. Oh, yay. In a, a week from now, it'll be 99. Okay, so I'm painting a picture of how hot it is. Um, I for sure can't complain because I do insist on living here. So with that, I just, I'm taking it. But um, summer is such a fun time because for some people, their lifestyle and pace massively like shifts, especially if you operate on like a school calendar. But then there are other people who summer literally means nothing different. And then there are people who their schedules don't change at all, but their kids are on a summer schedule. So honestly, it feels like a circus, if I'm being completely honest. So I thought it'd be fun today to talk about some of the spiritual and I guess not so spiritual um, summer rhythms that I've been getting into. Okay, first, let's go through the spiritual, and then we'll go through the not-so-spiritual. Okay, so a little bit of background when it comes to these rhythms. I guess I heard it said that rhythms are similar to routines, but they're a little bit less rigid, which I guess would make sense. It's kind of more sequential than rather than a time. So instead of saying, I do this at 8.30 p.m. and then I start doing this at 8.35 and I'm in, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm in bed by 9. It's like when it's bedtime, these are the things I do before I go to bed. That would be more of a bedtime rhythm. So the two spiritual rhythms that I want to talk about is going to be my prayer life, the way my prayer life has changed, and liturgies, reading liturgies. So to give some context when talking about spiritual rhythms, I think you also could use the fancy word spiritual discipline, you know, the things that you discipline yourself to do that bless your spiritual life. I have actually really grown to love spiritual disciplines. I say grown because I haven't always thought they were fun and exciting. I think two things have led me there. One is I find that I'm always asking for discipline in my prayer life. So I, I really, I'm interested. I'm interested in becoming a more disciplined person caveat discipline cuddled up with gentleness right the fruits of the spirit is not one it's all of them at the same time so a gentle joyful faithful type of self-control right is what I find myself praying for a lot but also I find that discipline is also the answer to decision fatigue I know that it's got to be relatable right I have two kids at home, two babies if I'm being accurate, and there's just so many decisions that have to be made in every moment, and the less decisions I can make, the better, and so kind of programming these summer rhythms to have me doing the things that are going to be healthy for my brain and my spirit has been such a weight off my shoulders, right? 
Um, I wrote down on my notes, having routines of discipline already decided for me brings a unique form of relief, even if the discipline is asking something hard of me. So that's kind of how this summer has looked. It's me scheduling in the hard things. And so even if it's hard, at least I don't have to think about it or decide if it's going to get done or not. Um, another major shift I found that has bought, brought vibrancy back into my relationship with spiritual disciplines is really an updated view on God and our brains. So I have a background in education, particularly music education, but diving into the different ways all of us learn first opened up my eyes. I don't think God is ever asking us to turn our brains off to follow him. And sometimes I think we lose sight of this when we emphasize how countercultural and upside down his kingdom is. But that is entirely different from illogical and defying his very design for our brains and our bodies, right? The way God designed our brains to learn in different ways, the way hormones with God-assigned roles have different triggers on our body clocks and our body's physiological reactions to feelings are not at war with God. And the sooner we can get on board and partner with his design, the better. There's a woman online who I love to follow, and she's often praying, God, teach me how my body works. And in that prayer, I think you hear the agreeance that God's design is good, but it's also complex. So if you know me, you know I almost never subscribe to one-size-fits-all advice. And this situation is going to be absolutely no different. And honestly, to take a step farther, applying one-size-fits-all advice to situations usually leaves the recipient with some type of shame or legalistic behaviors. So I encourage you to first agree that there is not one way to practice spiritual disciplines. And then choosing practices that best work with your body and your brain is what's going to honor God's creative design. So with that, I'd like to share with you some of the things I've been incorporating in hopes it kind of gets your creative juices flowing as to what rhythms you could incorporate into your life with God. If you were given one-size-fits-all advice in youth group, online, your past, a book, that maybe isn't really shedding any light on the unique way God fashioned you, whether you're you know, an external processor, whether you are a, like, a visual learner, I would say, Think outside the box and see if you can incorporate that into your spiritual disciplines slash rhythms. Okay, so like I said, number one, this summer, my rhythm for prayer looks very different. I recently learned that I do not have a internal internal monologue. And apparently there is a little voice in many brains that like narrate your thoughts. And how fun. That sounds really fun. It's not my experience though. I actually was talking with one of my good friends recently who also doesn't have an internal monologue and we were comparing the way we, I don't know what the word is, think, how we like hear ourselves think. It blew my mind and it, it blew my mind to think that all of this time people are walking around hearing, I don't know, this sounds silly, like a voice in your head explaining your thoughts to you. Is that what it's like? I don't know. So with that, I'll say, the whole praying in your head thing is just not going to be my cup of tea. And I'm so thankful I figured that out. I am an external processor for everything. So why the heck would a prayer be different for me, right? Sure, throughout the day, I am offering up one sentence or one word prayers like a please no when I hear my baby wake up early from a nap or like a 
God help me make it when my husband is listening to TikToks at full volume in bed at 9 p.m. <laughs> I'm half kidding, but most of my prayer is either coming out through journaling, typing, or out loud. Journaling or typing first thing in the morning has always worked for me, and praying out loud has taken me, it's taken me a while, like where am I going to do this? When am I going to do it? You know, who else is listening? You get in your head. All these questions are probably filling your head as I propose praying out loud. But I found that I can pray out loud in my house when I wake up before my family. And I don't think they hear me. Actually, the other day I got the confidence to ask my husband like, hey, do you, did you like hear me this morning? Did you hear me praying? And he was like, what? No, I've never heard you pray. (laughs) awesome and I love the sound of that that's awesome so um I'll also say I'm also no stranger to the pushing my baby in the stroller with the airpods kind of prayer right it is 2023 people are used to seeing other people walk around with airpods in their ear talking to what we assume is someone on the other line right so maybe we can just put our airpods in and we can take care of some business with god catch up, trauma dump, make some requests, notice where he's moving, you know? You probably could argue right now, but like we're not supposed to be ashamed of the gospel. Why are you ashamed of praying? And you know what? There could be a little bit of validity to that point, but here's the thing. I'm going to pray way more with the AirPod decoy in my ear than I would if not, so I'm pretty sure the AirPod decoy is the right choice for me. To kind of summarize, Uh, The biggest shift has been saying, how do I actually learn and how do I actually connect with people? I've always been a writer. I'm writing my notes in school. That's the best way I learn. I'm writing out my feelings in my diary when I'm eight. So I'm writing out my prayers. Recently, I've kind of moved from like writing them digitally, like with the digital pencil to typing them in the morning. I honestly think that's the hack of 2023 because you are able to kind of keep up with your mind faster than your hand can, right? If you have inaccurate words, I mean, most of the time isn't autocorrect and to grab it for you. Also, it's like a really cool way to keep a record of what's going on and like prayers that have been answered and things that you were really like worked up about and ways you've grown because like Google Docs is just holding it for you. Super side note, recently saw a thing that said Google Docs, Drive, Google, yeah, Google Drive has updated their terms of use, and one of them is that they now will use any content you put into Google Docs to help train up AI. Okay, and I'm having mixed feelings about that, as I have like just mega bytes of prayers shoved into my drive. Is AI learning how to pray? Is that what's going on? I don't know. I can't tell if I'm going to pull them off Google Drive or if there's a better app or if I'm just if it's just I'm helping AI with its spiritual walk, I can't decide how I feel about that. But anyways, okay. So encourage you to think about your learning style. Is there a different way to pray? If you find that regular prayer is boring, maybe it doesn't have to be that way. That's kind of what I'm saying. Okay. Second thing that's changed for me is my time when I am reading the Bible or connecting with God. First thing in the morning, I like to find some type of way to center myself to God and his reality. It used to be reading um, the Bible recap. I was going through a reading plan, but now I've been incorporating liturgies. Okay, so when I think back on my church, and I would say not quite church hurt, 
Rather, I like when I look back on the things that have given me the ick and that have me wanting to run the opposite way when it comes to Christian culture, the church, blah, blah, blah. I don't really think of like old fashioned church. It's not the organ. It's not a crusty hymnal. It's not a stained glass window or like below average coffee sitting in the fellowship hall. (laughs) And I recognize for many like that is what is giving you church ick. But for me, it's really like modern churches with like the cool music and the hashtag relatable sermons that are giving me the ick and to clarify it's not the ick for good it's just the ick for now as I heal my pastor teaches that the answer to toxic food isn't no food it's healthy food right and you copy paste that to church the answer to like ooey toxic church isn't no church it's just healthy church and so I have found that like the no fluff ceremonial practice have been just so life-giving for me I was recently recommended a book filled with liturgies for everyday moments and that has been great you guys this season has been full of so many like emotionally heavy things and there's something so restful about this liturgy rather than long mushy gushy prayers or like girl power devotionals and similarly I've spent time reading through a hymnal and I'll like write like a verse that I really like and I'll like stick it on my mirror and let me tell you this you're not gonna find me doing that with CCM I will sing living hope with the best of them but those lyrics will not be on my bathroom it's the no fluff stuff that is just it's just a good place for me to land right now so that's the spiritual aspect I'm praying in different ways than before I'm typing first thing in the morning I'm putting the airpod in when I go on my walk and praying out loud and then when it comes to spending time with God I like to read a liturgy first thing in the morning and I mean it takes a a split second I'll link in the show notes it's called every moment holy because in case you guys want to grab a copy okay let's move on to the not so spiritual so I guess this is kind of like in between I have decided to take a pause from my bible reading plan I just have to say I agree that the summer is going to be different the pace is different the like energy, the way I fill my days is different. And I'm just pausing my Bible reading plan. I'll pick back up when the school year starts. I've been going through the Bible recap. It's a year long plan and I am about to enter my third year of it. So you're invited. You are invited to take the time that you need. Who's in a rush? I'm not supposed to be in a rush to read the Bible. What's at the finish line? You know what I mean? So I'm taking my time. I'm taking my absolute time. If I miss a day, I'm not like... I'm not cramming them in, but all that to say, putting her on pause for the summertime. I'm doing other things. I'm reading liturgies. I'm doing hymns. That's like kind of spiritual, kind of not. Okay, not spiritual. These are random, you guys. These are random. Number one, I've been drinking unflavored sparkling water every afternoon with fresh lime or fresh lemon juice. And it's like half fresh. It's the kind that comes in the bottles. So maybe you're going to say that's not super fresh. But my point is I'm trying to contrast. It's not the lime-flavored sparkling water or the lemon-flavored sparkling water. It's the plain sparkling water and then with a little bit of lime or a little bit of lemon juice squirted in there. And I don't know. There's just something about it. First off, I promise it tastes way better than the flavored ones. And I really I could I can actually promise that to you guys. It really does. And then just something about a reset. It's like almost like it makes my day in like bite-sized pieces. It's like, okay, I have to do the morning. And then like that marks the turning of the new leaf. It's like, okay, it's afternoon time. 
you know, the dates were almost wrapping up and then, you know, my husband will get off work. So that's been super fun. I hope you try it. It's very, it's very cheap. It's a very cheap summer ritual. <laughs> um, okay, this one's also kind of weird. Instead of, so I think I've shared this before, but I have two children. I have a daughter who's 20-ish months and a son that's four-ish months. I'm saying ish because I don't actually know how many months they are. Anyways, two under two is what I'm trying to say. They both are in the phase of life where they need help with bathing. And I don't know if this is how it is in other homes, but like bath time's a whole event here. And now that we're doing two two bath times, it's just it can just be a lot. We have a lot of it's either a lot of tears because like, you know, they the kids know that they're about to go to sleep, or it's a lot of water being just splash right out of the bathtub for really no good reason except for fun right and so we have started um we're doing showers this summer and pretty much this is this is all hands on deck type of like procedure right mom gets in the shower dad undresses baby number one gives gives baby number one to mom mom cleans baby number one gives baby number one back to dad, dad diapers and jammies that baby, and then repeat with baby number two, hand to mom, mom showers, gets that baby clean, hands it back. And then if you are a mom, you're probably hearing this, then you get out of the shower, you got your shower for the day, right? And both of your kids are cleaning their jammies. It's amazing. It, it's amazing. You know, there's that like stigma that's it's pretty, I would say it's 90% true about moms. Like, I'm just, I'm just doing the best I can. I can barely get a shower, you know? Like, that's a thing for a lot of people. And so, I don't know. Maybe try this, this shower routine if your kids are young enough. Okay, yeah, I know that one was weird, but like, I had to include it, you guys, because it, it's massively changed the tone of our evenings. It changed the tone of our evenings. I'm going to bed clean every night. Our kids aren't fussing. It's amazing. Okay. Number three, this one, if you are a planner girly, you're going to eat this one right up. Okay, I have completely moved from like paper calendar, like your traditional agenda to digital planning. And this took me a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google Calendar has, has been out for a long time. I know. But I really did love the, I just love the paper. I love the pens. I love the stickers. I loved like having just the physical copy. Obviously, like I shared, writing things down helps me remember it better. So I felt like I had a little bit more command over my schedule when I was writing it down. Like I, it, I just trusted myself to remember it better. But I've recently made the shift. I don't even own a planner. I actually bought one for this year and I guess I will be donating her. I guess that's what you do with unused planners when the year's halfway over. I'll be donating her because everything I have is on Google Calendars. And it's on, I use an app on my iPad called GoodNotes. To nerd out a little bit, I have tried every like journaling app on the iPad. And I really will say, I do believe that GoodNotes is the way to go. With this method, you do have to have an iPad and an Apple Pencil. So that is that. But it will link up to your iPhone so you can access it at, at all times. And there's like a whole world out there. You can buy digital calendars you can buy templates I like to make my own templates and put them on Canva just because I have a very specific way I plan my family and my work so other than you know podcasts and video creation on TikTok and stuff 
I do have a a job job. <laughs> I do. I'm the volunteer coordinator at my church, so I have that going on. And then I am a stay-at-home mom, so I do manage, I mean, with with my husband, but day-to-day stuff, I do manage our home. You know, there's just like what I call family admin stuff that you have to keep up with, like getting the car reinspected, the grocery plan, picking up your stuff from the post office, just like errands, things like going online to pay a bill, the kind of work that is, doesn't really have a name. I guess you could call it domestic labor. I call it family admin. And so there's just like a lot going on. And so I have a very specific way I've decided to manage all of those things going on. And that's why I make my own Canva templates. So I am going to be going live on Instagram. If you're listening to this in real time, I'll be going live on Instagram and sharing my digital planning methods. And um, I'll save it to my profile if you're listening to this later and you want to go back. I have found this to be such a fun way to plan. And the biggest perk for me is going to be that it's accessible at any time. I'm in the middle of, you know, running an errand and I remember something that needs to go on the grocery list. I can access it. Someone asked me, like, are you free this day? I can access it. I don't have to be like, oh, I don't have my calendar in front of me. Now, will I use that as an excuse sometimes? Sure, I will, but won't we all? But by and large, I do always have my calendar in front of me, and that's been so fun. It's been so fun. So let me know if you have any summer rhythms that have just been fun and have kind of like pivoted you into a summer mode. Um, I totally recognize that this episode was a little light and silly, which I absolutely love. Um, and I am one of those people who believes that God is in details. And when we acknowledge the way he has our brain workings and then we make systems that work for us accordingly, I'm going to go ahead and call that worship. I think that's honoring God's design. I think that is, I think that is praising him. And I think it's also just making our life easier so I'm hearing a win-win anyways I really truly would love to hear what you guys are doing this summer how you've shifted spiritual disciplines to align with the way your brain works and heck maybe even your hormones um so go ahead and you can dm me on instagram please take the time if you can to like this episode share it with a friend a review obviously would make my day um and I will see you guys on the next episode